This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder. The mini-sode. Here we go, everyone. Let's do it now. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. The title of this email is going to give it away, so I'm just going to get right into it. Hello, friends, both human and animal. Thank you for making my weird true crime obsession normal and hilarious. No problem. Ditto. Uh, Okay, we all know you're awesome. Let's get into it. Hey, (laughs) let's get through that part. When I was 23, my live-in boyfriend and I broke up for the, f- and for the first time, I was living alone with just my amazing pup, Joey. Parentheses. It was the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> my house was a dream and within walking distance to all my favorite things, yoga studio, coffee shop, and all my favorite bars. I'd been there for about a month when one night after running home from a bar drunk, and then this is in parentheses. Yes, I used to literally sprint home after drinking too much. Oh, your early 20s. <laughs> and that is so true. Yeah. And I couldn't afford. Usually I'd be too late for any um, public transit mm-hmm. and couldn't, of course, could not afford a cab. Yeah. And that was back when cabs were impossible. Right. I would run home. I and did also, that a lot. Like, I'm scared of walking home in the dark. So like somehow running felt faster. I mean, yeah, felt, felt uh, safer. Yeah. I remember one time walking up over the most insane Telegraph Hill was just the most insane, like straight yeah. up and down San Francisco Street yeah. to get from the Castro basically over the hill to the yeah. upper hate where I live. Uh-huh. I had to walk straight uphill I for like an hour. You know about? what I'm talking about? I do. Then you come around the side of that weird park. park. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was so drunk that by the time I got up and was walking on flat service, yeah. I realized I was still holding a drink from the bar. <laughs> And I hadn't spilled that much of it. I finished it and then ran up to a apartment building and swept my hand down all of the buzzers and ran home. <gasps> oh my so it's like 2.30 in the morning and I woke up everybody in a building and ran. It's the thing when you're in your 20s and you think you're a manic pixie dream girl, but really you're just a fucking asshole. You're just a drunk fucking asshole. <laughs> You're just a bane of everyone's existence. Yeah, yeah. But in my mind, I was just like, can you believe me? I am me? so quirky. I, I would, I'll just do things. I just like do wild, quirky things. Inside that building were people who could afford to live at the yeah. top of Telegraph Hill. Yeah. They were at 2.30 in the morning on a Thursday night. They were getting ready for Friday <sighs> morning work. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm actually in the middle of reading an email. <clears throat> I woke up around three. Okay, this this got me. I woke up around three thirty a.m. to my pup sitting up, alert and not making a sound. Uh-uh. That's fucking scary. Yeah. When the dogs go into pointer mode and they just stare out the window, it yeah. happens a lot at my house. <laughs> they just stare, and I'm like, "What? Oh Tell me now." I have a beagle who howls at air, so seeing him sitting at the end of the bed, stiff, not making a sound, was alarming. Yeah. When your beagle's scared, it's time to run. Yep, that's right. Then I heard the door banging against the frame and thought fuck I didn't get the door shut all the way I laid there for a moment still kind of drunk contemplating if I wanted to get out of my comfy bed or allow the gods to determine my fate (laughs) but finally got up when I got to the edge of the stairway leading to my front door I saw him a complete stranger standing outside trying to get into my house I very quickly noped that shit and called 911 luckily for me my apartment was only half a mile to the police station thank you small towns. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to say thank you small miracles. It was a perfect <laughs> line break. 
Thank you, small towns. And the cops got there in no time. After getting him into the police car, the cop knocked on the door to take my statement. When I told him my name, he goes, are you sure you don't know this man? Puzzled, I assured him I've never seen the guy before in my life and asked why. He then goes, this guy claims you're married and knew your name. What? You read that right. All caps. The guy knew my whole fucking name. Obviously, I moved out of that apartment within the month and never heard from my late night visitor ever again. Oh, my God. Joey has been with me now for eight years, and this is only one of the many gifts he's given me. Good boy! Stay sexy and get yourself a loyal pup, Amanda. The guy fucking knew her and was like, that's my wife in there to the cops. (gasps) He's been stalking her. Yeah, he had. And then trying to trick the cops that it was his wife and she's just being drunk. Can you imagine? There was a time... Uh, right. w- and maybe we we might still be in it where just because that guy was the man, he would have been believed. Yeah. And the woman would be like, uh, guys, guys, she's crazy. She's drunk. Look at her with her dog. Yeah, sorry. She gets like this. Ugh, she loves to drink. She's mad at me. Down the street at the bar. I've stalked her at. <laughs> no, no. OK, I'm not going to tell you the name of this one. Hey, gang. My parents grew up in Alberta, Canada, but moved to the San Francisco area to start our family. One night when I was in second grade and my older brother, Timo, was in fourth grade, somebody rang our doorbell. Mm. We both went to the door and greeted a man in his 40s who told us that he was an old friend of our dad. Yes, I know. Red flag. Strange man at the door. But our parents were home and dad confirmed that this was his childhood friend whom he hadn't seen in over 15 years. We'll call this sketchy friend Curtis. Curtis chats with my parents for a bit and asks if he can stay for dinner. Super chill. Just have your Canadian friend show up out of the blue at your Californian home and invite himself over to dinner. My mom says, of course, and we pass a relatively normal evening with dad's weird friend. (laughs) He left later in the evening. A couple days later, I get pulled out of second grade class and escorted to the principal's office. Young me is thinking, holy shit, what did I do? (laughs) Because nobody will tell me what's going on. When I get to the office... Did you write fucking very small letters in the bathroom? Well, the police are (laughs) here. Everyone. When I get to the office, my brother's already sitting there. So then I shift to, holy shit, what did he do? (laughs) The principal tells us that he is going to drive us home because my parents need to see us. And then it says in parentheses, again, kind of a red flag. Do kids get into cars with the principal anymore? I don't think so. so. Turns out, dad's bud Curtis was on the run. (laughs) Back in Alberta, he had killed his wife, then burned his house to the ground before (sighs) fleeing the country. Uh Uh-oh. The investigation was a few days behind him, and the police were talking to anyone they thought could be affiliated with Curtis, who lived in California, since they knew that's where his credit card had last been used. Ding, 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 we fed that motherfucker dinner. Ooh. Upon learning this, my mother was seized with panic and decided for some reason that he was, quote, after the children. (laughs) (laughs) And called the school to have us brought home. The investigation moved on and eventually the trail went cold. We never heard from Curtis again, but my dad thinks he was probably on his way to Cabo or something and wanted to eat dinner without pinging his credit card. Oh, smart. So smart. Thanks for reading and thanks for everything you guys do. I've had your guys' voices in my head the last few years telling me to fuck politeness when the occasion calls for it. You guys inspire me stronger and more of a badass every day. Stay sexy and don't invite murderers in for your family dinner. Maddie. I think that was smart. I mean, we don't have a true sense of what year this was, right? Yeah. But I think that was smart of the mom because you don't, why yeah. not pull everybody in yeah. and just double check? Totally. 
Because that it's it, it puts me in the mind of every uh you know kind of crime procedural or whatever where it's like the now cut to the child walking home yeah like and it's doing also some like bullshit you had the psycho murderer in your home who know he knows your children's names he knows like where their bedroom is he knows things about your family and he was totally fine killing his own wife and burning yes, the house down right who the fuck knows maybe he's like trying to get rid of evidence and. That's your kids. Ooh. Scary. Ooh. Yeah. That's a real, that's a very upsetting gray area for yeah. that family to be in. Uh, yeah, because the difference is you're, you're either going to overreact or you're going to make the worst mistake of all time. Right. You choose. Overreact. Think of the children. Always overreact. You are supported <laughs> by two lunatics. <clears throat> <laughs> Again, this the title ruins it. Hi, ladies, mustache and pets. Love the show. Let's rock. The current small town I live in typically never has anything exciting. Well, at least true crime wise happen. One day I thought I'd ask my grandmother who has lived in this town for over 75 years if anything interesting had happened. And she said, I haven't seen anything interesting in this town for 75 years. <laughs> Sorry. That's not true. It says, instead of telling me about a murder or a kidnapping, my gram decides to tell me about someone she went fishing with. My first thought, why? <laughs> As a kid, my gram lived in Chicago. And when she was around five to eight years old, <laughs> that's a grandma memory. Yeah. She's like somewhere below 10 yeah. and above five. Um, her family moved up north along the Illinois-Wisconsin border where her family bought and ran a hotel on a lake. Fun. She continued on and mentioned how one time she went out fishing with her father and brother. They were fishing for about an hour or so when a boat pulled up alongside theirs. And she heard a man ask her, her father and her brother, if they had caught anything she looks up and who does she see none other than chicago mobster fucking al capone yes oh i'm sorry i read that wrong al fucking capone <laughs> <laughs> she said he was all dressed up and had several men on the boat with him most likely bodyguards wow. she added that he was very nice Aww. i'm sure um he kept asking questions about the day's catch and he finished the conversation by inviting my Graham and her family over for dinner at the hotel he was staying at what i mean how do you nicely say no to al capone my great-grandfather made basic chit chat and then hightailed it the fuck out of there they obviously didn't end up going to dinner with al my brain is still boggled that this my brain is still boggled by this tiny little tidbit of info. Graham just told the story so casually like it was nothing. If that were me, I'd scream it from the rooftops. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be screaming from the rooftops who I met. Stay sexy and don't go fishing with syphilis-bearing mobsters. <laughs> Anna. Oh. Syphilis-bearing. Oh. Like the three wise men. Yeah, that's but with syphilis, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That's that's interesting also tidbit of it, history it's a wonderful tidbit but it also makes me think i wonder if he was like lonely for normal people interaction oh. it makes me think of you know how much we love boardwalk empire uh -huh. and that whole slice of life that we yeah. saw that could pro was probably very dramatized right but still we know he did a bunch of coke right? right i mean like he was a bit of a of a hophead yeah killed tons of people constantly yeah like i bet he was out on that lake and just like hey a family with kids and yeah. like i want to be a part of that normal human life again maybe or maybe i want to stash some illegal liquor <gasps> in your, the basement of your hotel maybe he wanted to they would get there to eat dinner and yeah. he would have the mule drugs out <gasps> of the dinner shit eat it eat the heroin <laughs> sorry i called al capone a hophead that might not be right <laughs> don't know alleged well this says hi let's skip the niceties and get right down to it hell yeah so that's what we're doing hello 
A few years ago, I was working for an optometrist as his medical biller, but would occasionally work the front desk to check patients in. One day, a longtime patient who I hadn't met yet came in to get a new pair of glasses. Super rude lady, smelled like mothballs, and would always ask to use our bathroom. Like, you couldn't have just gone before you left the house? I think that's a little... Yeah, that's, that's a, a young intense. person's bladder speaking. Exactly. Yeah, You can uh, shut it down right now, <laughs> 22-year-old, because you don't know what you're in for. Anyways, anytime after that, she would come in. She was just plain rude and awful. Figured it was just her being old, but boy, was I fucking wrong. Mm. Apparently, this woman murdered her 81-year-old husband Ooh. and hid his body in the basement of her home for six months. Shit. Yep, you read that right. This woman claimed she killed her husband out of, quote, self-defense with a hammer, <laughs> hid his murder hid the murder weapon and wrapped his body up in plastic bags and kept him in the basement. He was still working at the time at a nearby hospital doing a medical research report when a colleague of his noticed he wasn't meeting deadlines, but his key card was still being used to get into the building. Ooh, Creepy. Yeah. Seeming suspicious, they send the state police to do a welfare check on him. And when they arrive, she refused to let them in the house. Later on, they get a search warrant and found the body, the weapon and a diary she had kept documenting everything. She stated in her diary that they were having an argument about housework while he was working on their kitchen and grabbed said hammer and killed him. That's not self-defense. No, that's a crime of passion. Right. Granted, it's probably not too hard to kill an 81-year-old, but still, she was able to post her bail, which was set at about $1.5 million. So clearly, she didn't kill him for the money since all their houses across the country and overseas were in her name and her name only. All their houses. Yeah. What a, what a phrase. That right there tells you that she didn't need the money. <laughs> that's right. She also was still writing alimony checks to his ex-wife, so it looked like he was still alive. Mm. Unfortunately, it's still an ongoing case, so I don't have have an end to this, but she was only on house arrest and could only go out to the grocery store to get the mail and doctor's appointments. Oh. Needless to say, the next time she came in, she was very pleasant as if nobody in our office watched the news and knew <laughs> she was a murderer. Stay sexy and always be nice to old people. Chelsea. <laughs> Holy I shit. I love that idea that she's a big bitch and then she sees the news report come out. Yeah. She's like, oh, I better I better tighten up my game. Yeah. <laughs> These people have shit on me now. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. You've already been a bitch that smells like mothballs. Oh, man. Oy. Yeah. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines. And June's journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye.
Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Okay. This one's just so near and dear to my heart. Okay. And I won't read you the the, uh, subject line again. Hey, everybody. After hearing Georgia tell stories about people buried alive, it reminded me of my aunt's story and I thought I would share. I've heard it so many times, but it makes me laugh every time. When my aunt Patty was in her early 20s, she went out drinking one night and had a little bit too much fun. The next thing she knew, she woke up in pitch darkness. She didn't know where she was and couldn't see a thing. She decided to feel around and her hands touched a wall on both sides. Her first thought was, oh, God, I'm dead. She was trying not to freak out, but couldn't help thinking that she must have been buried alive. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> Luckily, my mom, her twin sister, opened the door to the bathroom, flipped on the light, finding my <laughs> aunt in the bathtub with puke all over her. Oh, no. My mom said, you fucking disgust me and slammed the door. My aunt says she wasn't even mad. She was so relieved that she wasn't dead or buried alive. Stay sexy and don't pass out in the bathtub, Alyssa. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so the reason I love this story so much is because this exact same thing happened to my sister, Laura. No. And when she and Adrian were in Ireland together, they went out one night in, I think it's the city of Doolin, which is a tiny coastal West Coast mm-hmm. Irish town. I mean, village. Yeah. And super fun. They went, they got super drunk. They went back to their, what, what is essentially like a, Hostel. a, a, a no, a, um, not an Airbnb, a bed and breakfast. Uh-huh. And in the middle of the night, my sister got up, went to the bathroom, went too far in. She thought she was st- stopping where the toilet was, yeah. but the shower, which was a stand-up shower, was the next room in. So she went in and the door closed behind her. And then she, <laughs> she said... She was, and it's pitch black, right? Yeah. And she's like, and now I'm in a box. And then I don't know how long I've been in the box. Oh my God. And I'm thinking, have I always been in this box or will I forever be in this box? <laughs> and she started having a full on like meltdown and she started crying going, I'll never get out of the box. Oh and my finally God. Adrian came in and it was like, you fucking idiot. Like you just <laughs> went one section of the bathroom too far. It was the, it, and when my sister tells it, cause she's such, my sister's the one that's always telling everybody else to shut up yeah. and stop being dramatic. Yeah. So the fact that she was the one like literally crying going, how long have I been in this box? Oh my God. It's my favorite story. And Alyssa's, <laughs> it's aunt, not, you're not alone. Alyssa's <laughs> aunt Patty did the exact same. <laughs> Thing. <laughs> That's good. Um, Beautiful. This one's called My Sister Tried to Kill Me. Nice. Oh. Uh, hi. So when I was six years old, my family moved into a bigger home. It was an old kind of historical house, the lead based kind. <laughs> Don't you think that's funny? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we moved in the summertime and my mom wanted to open the windows. I I was like, did I say that wrong? No, I I thought it was funny. I was watching you have like a little giggle reaction. Like I was watching TV where I was like, oh, I don't have to do anything. She's doing it. (laughs) So we moved in the summertime and my mom wanted to open the windows. For some reason, the people who painted the walls also decided to paint the windows shut. Yeah. A.K.A. every apartment you've ever rented in your life. hundred percent where you're just like, if I could just crack it a tiny yeah. bit. Nope. We painted it shut. Yeah. My mom, being the handy woman she is, decided to use a flathead screwdriver to pry open the windows. Well, this was about 1999 when all moms wanted to do was sit on the phone and gossip. So when my aunt called to talk to my mom, she left the screwdriver sitting on the windowsill and went to the kitchen to chat away. Now, here I am laying on the floor in front of the TV, minding my six-year-old business, when out of nowhere, my three-year-old sister, all caps, stabbed me in the face with the screwdriver. Holy shit. (laughs) She got me about two inches under my right eye, (gasps) just barely missing my cheekbone. I grabbed my face and immediately ran to my mom, who did not want to be interrupted. (laughs) (laughs) I know this story. Yeah, this is you. I was standing in front of her screaming, Mommy! And when she turned and looked at me after what felt 
like an eternity and yelled, what do you want? I put my hands down from my newly pierced face to show what had happened. Uh. She promptly took me to the hospital after making sure to say her goodbyes first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll talk and to you soon. Hello, I got to go to the hospital. Very good. Bye-bye. <laughs> Where the doctor proceeded to glue my eyes shut. They didn't want to stitch my face and leave a nasty scar. So when I was laying down, they applied the glue. Gravity did its thing and my eye was stuck. Jesus. They wouldn't let me leave until I opened my eye and they made sure no extra damage was done. Good. I can't quite recall the repercussions my sister suffered, although I'm sure it was none because she's the favorite. <laughs> Uh-oh. We still talk about this event to this day and I always promptly remind her how evil she has the ability to be. Anyways, stay sexy and don't let your three-year-old play with screwdrivers, Meg. Good God. <laughs> For a second, I thought that was it was the older sister where I'm like, this is dark. <laughs> yeah. This is a dark ending. But it's like, oh, just a wild toddler. I feel like after I feel like four years old and under is now nah, three year old and under is like stabbing accident. Yes. Is OK. Well, also, I remember being that age and wanting to like it was almost like you didn't think other people could get hurt. Right. Like you would hurt them just to see what they would do. <laughs> I would anyway. Yeah. yeah. We're just like, what's this do? But if somebody did it back to me, I would immediately start crying. Screaming. But it'd just be like, well, you're not me. Yeah. So yeah. this must be fine. I'm going to put this in your face. <laughs> you little. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I'd love to know what TV show was on yeah. the screen that maybe that was the inspiration for the three-year-old. So it was like Rugrats or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or they were watching Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Something with with more murder suggestion in it. <laughs> this old house with screwdrivers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Evil this old house. Um, send us your weird stories about your sister and about, you know, w waking up in weird places. Yeah. Any kind of... Also, we've asked for this a million times, but like when grandma just drops some crime yes. on you um, and because she doesn't think it's a big deal that she hung out without Capone. Totally. Those stories are treasures. Send those my favorite murder at Gmail. Treasure. Thanks, guys. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? Bye.